Let's take a look at the board. And the categories are... Potent Potables. Joey, you like movies about gladiators. You're no messiah, you're a, you're a movie of the week. So you listen to me and you listen well. Look, well, let's not stand on ceremony, mate. Let's start the show. Well, welcome back, everybody. This is the Potent Pictures Podcast, and uh, this is the Cloverfield Paradox Review. Uh, if you listened to our last episode, it was all about our weekly potables, all the stuff we were watching and drinking in our news. So if you're wanting to catch that, just listen to the uh, podcast right before this. But this one will so- solely focus on the Cloverfield Paradox, the third installment in our little, uh, what would y'all call this? Not Anthology. franchise? Anthology. Anthology. Thank you. Um I know apparently I'm probably one of the ones that did not enjoy the second of this anthology due to my uh, lack of... Crazy. I still, I'm going to admit, the ending was not my thing. It wasn't. But up until that point. Up until the ending, it was, it was enjoyable movie. It was a good, it was a good suspenseful thriller. So, so basically you didn't like the Cloverfield tie-in. That's what you didn't like. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's fair. That's well, right. now, so the funny thing is, is that now that you go back and think about it, it's it it makes more sense because he originally stated that these were going to be, they were going to be loosely tied together, right? And it was just going to be, I think they were talking about using the the company. There was like a company mentioned that the I think the the guy went to go work for Tagaratu, right? Oh, yeah. What, so there's yeah, a few it was some companies. Japanese company or something like that. Yeah, Tagaratu's yeah. the the Japanese. And that name. was supposed to be the tie-in between all the films, and that was shown in both of them. Now apparently it's something different. So we'll we'll talk about it a little bit more in the the paradox in a, in a little bit, but uh, first off, I guess we'll uh, do this real quick. What what do y'all thinking this uh, the franchise strategy is for this? I mean, do y'all think they're going to continue on? Because we know there's going to be a fourth one. They've already they've already pushed for so. Um, it's coming out in theaters though, right? It's like this, yes, the fourth indeed. one is actually being released in theaters. Yep, yeah. at least as of now. So it's a strange. We'll see. I, I, I'll give it this. Like it's interesting using Netflix as a bridge. Well, I'll let Peter jump in on yeah. this because I think he has the... So, this is weird because this was a movie that was supposed to come out in 2017 and then got pushed a few times and then finally got pushed to 2018. Everybody was wondering what the hell was going on because there was no trailers for this and then, lo and behold, it gets dropped on Netflix. So, I, I don't know that the strategy was ever to put this on Netflix from the get-go. I think the whole idea was to do these loosely connected stories and, and JJ yeah. Abrams loves his, his mystery box. So he, he likes to do that. Um, it's a fancy think, way for glory hole, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's a different podcast, Matt. Sorry. That's, oh, sorry, that's our sorry. adult podcast. <laughs> um, but I think this, the, the, I mean, the reason this came out to me is just that they found out it was going to be a dud. And so they threw it to Netflix to cut their losses um, I, I don't have any problem with it. I think it's cool. It's a, it's an awesome way for everybody to, to pick up what for the most part is a, a film that is theater quality. I mean, it's not a, to me, it wasn't B movie in, in any way. And I know we all argued about B movie. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for it. We all agree. We all agreed on what B movie the definition was. You just applied it to a movie that clearly had better, <laughs> better production quality than we, uh, we felt was B. So. Ag- agree to disagree, but no, <laughs> no, but, but you know, I, I think it's interesting the path they're going. I like that it went to Netflix. I hope that the fourth one is, is legitimately good enough to get into theaters, but, I mean, I, I don't know. That's kind of my thought. I don't, I don't think this was ever a plan from the get go. It's, it's interesting how it turned out, though. Well, I mean, it's kind of an interest. It's kind of like a, it's almost like a direct to uh, video type release. But I think when 
because this probably would have been a direct-to-video type release, right? But they would have killed the series. So by going to Netflix, they kind of changed how it was pushed. They didn't lose that much money on it in terms of what, what you know, kind of like all the different things going on to it. You know, I think it was genius in trying this. Like they, I think the first time it mentioned yeah, was it sure. was it during the Super Bowl? Yeah, yeah. Okay, was, so it was, was the release. It yeah. was like boom. It was boom, boom. And you know, they had the initial amount of people watching it. Netflix loved it because obviously it's gonna it's gonna hit a bunch of people because you know a bunch of people is gonna have to go watch it right after that. And it's it's already paid off. So does Netflix actually get paid? I mean, pay them to actually hold this movie or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fifty million so bucks. It, it it was more of a. Um, it was a marketing strategy for Netflix, I think, to kind of try the surprise release. And it was an instant monetary win for the production company and JJ, you know, Bad Robot, JJ Abrams yeah. and, and whoever else was involved to, as Peter mentioned, maybe not worry about the distribution, co- you know, costs and complications and potential, you know, if, if something's not reviewed too well and it's in theaters, yeah. we're less likely to go it, see it. Exactly. But if it's not reviewed too well, but it's on Netflix, you're going to watch it. a couple hours, you're... I'll check it out and. I, I think they cut their losses, as Peter mentioned, and just kind of went that route. Netflix, yeah. Netflix was on board, and I think everybody won. Um, and I think I think even we won. I, I think we'll probably talk about the quality of the movie, and you kind of both already mentioned it as being like a direct-to-DVD or direct-to-home release uh, title. But we, were pro- we probably would have seen it anyways, and this was yep. a much less taxing um Probably I, the least taxing type of movie watching you could do, so it was perfectly fine. It definitely will not kill the franchise. And no, that's I, the I thing. think, and I think yeah, I'd argue that if Paramount actually wins in this situation because they yes. have a fourth movie yeah. ready oh, to sure. go, yep. and now that you build up all this hype with this movie, so people are going to watch it, so that they're instantly going to want to say, "I think is it this summer? Uh, it's supposed to come out in 2018, or is it 2019?" I think it's in the fall. Yeah. It's, it's like October, I think, of oh, this year. So, for yeah. with shit. Th- this one was originally called The God Particle. Yeah, particle. This, the next the one's next supposed to be Annihilation. Called... No, no, no. Annihilation is uh, a different movie with Natalie Portman and a few other folks that has nothing to do with this. No, but, this... Um, <laughs> okay, okay, fine. It's Overlord. Yeah, Overlord. Fine. Thank you, Peter. This is supposed yes. to be Overlord. I, I read something where they said it was called Annihilation, but never mind. Um, Overlord. You read, you read a liar. That's fine. Yeah, By World War Two. I don't believe everything I read. So, all right. So, in this in this particular case, like the... It it seems like that there is, like you said, it's a win win. It's a win win, right? Everybody seems to be agree that it's a win win. Um, do we feel like this is? I don't feel like this is going to kill the theory, series. I mean, if they would have went direct to direct to thing, it's not. I mean, I'm more inclined to go watch the next one than sit and do this. So they have no marketing. They had to pay for for this. They had yep. they had zero of that. So I'm curious to see what they actually spent on this film for just straight. It's basically straight production. Yeah. So, so what, what would the cost be? And what Peter, you might know that, or Matt, you might know that offhand. What what's the the marketing? I didn't percentage? look it up, but it's, I, 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 either, I read that Netflix paid fifty million for it, but there's no way that yeah that covers the full cost. So we'll have to see what it really ends up being. I'm not sure if you saw I something mean, different. No, and I think at the end of the day, they would have ended up writing this off anyway. Yeah. Because to your point, they would have released it in theaters. It would have done poorly, and they would have had to basically take a huge loss on it. So yeah, it's for them. It's you clear it off your books, yeah. you get it off into something where it's going to be a story, right? It was a huge story the next yep. day. A lot of people went and watched it the same night. And because this is an anthology series and they're not connected directly, you know, you're not going to taint the series in my yeah. opinion. I mean, I, I would have no issue going to see another one because it's not, while the the monster and stuff are connected, everything else is not super connected. So, So was this originally filmed as a Cloverfield movie? Or was this filmed and then they kind of, kind of forced it back in? So part part, 
it may have, it, it definitely started out as a separate movie called yeah. you know, the God Particle. The God yeah. Particle. Uh-huh. Um, and then to some extent, at some point, I don't know what point during either pre-production or production, J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot was like, hey, this could work. As, and same thing that happened for yeah. you know, Tank Cloverfield Lane, mm-hmm. which I think happened earlier, but they also didn't feel the, the, the level of need to tailor it to the Cloverfield franchise, despite Dave's distaste for the ending of Ten Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> They, cl- they clearly put their hands in the you know in the in the kitchen much more and to to a much greater extent in Cloverfield Paradox. I don't know if I'm the yeah. only one thinks that way, but and the, I, I the, agree. Okay, and then the real question is, if they continue going down this path of finding sci-fi movies to tailor towards this anthology series that is Cloverfield, can they do it in, to the way to the same way that they did to the same extent that they did with Ten Cloverfield Lane? Or are they going to keep doing it, oh, you know, kind of almost heavy-handedly with Cloverfield Paradox? And maybe that's after we talk about the movie in whole. But I think when we talk into it, I have a few opinions on why this could be good or bad. But I think we might as well maybe kick it off pretty soon and, and yep. kind of get there. All right. So, uh, so yeah, I guess might as well swing right into the plot of this this film. I think we've, we've more or less covered uh, everything kind of going into it, kind of the overall franchise himself. Um, we could probably talk more a little bit on the, the Cloverfield Lane and Cloverfield originally, uh, but we both know we all know how I felt on that. So we'll uh, we'll skip on that for a little bit, but we'll move right into the plot for this one. So uh, overall plot on this one, what what did y'all think? I mean, was it was it an entertaining type plot? I mean, I was I was interested for the first half. I'll say I'll give it first half. I mean, it was an interesting concept that you know Earth is on the brink of war. They sent up this particle accelerator, which blew my mind that they were using that, but uh, was supposed to like produce more power than it was using or something like that. And basically say, it's basically like fusion. And, yeah. And, yeah. Fusion. and I mean, they, they said Higgs boson. So that's exciting. So did they that. actually, I missed, I missed that. Did they actually they sure say did. that? They, they dropped it. <laughs> oh man. So fancy. So basically it's, so basically it sounds like what they were trying to do. Well, I mean the, the, the idea behind it was, it sounds like somebody came up with this movie after they announced that the, um, the CERN, the CERN uh, would, collider, would, yeah, yeah, it was going to create black holes and all kinds of fun stuff, and then it was like, let's make this into a space movie, so and slash horror. So, I, I thought it was an interesting concept. I, I kind of liked how it went. Now, once it, once we kind of went into the the, I guess, parallel universe, it kind of got a little weird. I don't know. How did y'all feel about that? I mean, did y'all enjoy the most of the movie, or how, how did it go? Spoilers, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, just go say, right in it. Yeah, we're fine, right into it. We're yeah, right into it. There's not much. It's hard to do much on this movie. We we kind of already covered our, our opinions. Yes, yeah. sans par- science, sans spoilers. So there's some some character character development issues that there was that there was and and some plot holes. But going into spoilers, yeah, it, it was it was fine. I think I think it first hit me when when uh, the kind of crew reacted to the Earth vanishing poorly, or or not in a way that I felt was realistic, and I kind of just was like, mm, we'll see how this goes. It, it was, yeah, it was an interesting thing. I, I did not feel like these people were the best, the greatest minds that they had to put up there. Like, I, did that did it, did it come across to y'all? Like, these guys were just so specialized in their one little field that they couldn't handle anything else, but yet we sent them up there to save the... It made me think of life, if I have to that, compare it I, to anything. They were, I still they were have not seen just that. Just as I need to dumb as though that. people... Yeah. yeah. Didn't you, wait? Were so. you? You were not. I can't remember, Dave. You weren't on that uh, review then. 
No, nah, I was out of town that okay. weekend. Dave, so. go, you got to go. I know, watch I know. I've just I've avoided it. Oh, you st- oh you still haven't seen Life? I thought yeah. you just missed the cast. Oh yeah. No, no, no. It was no. you need to watch Life, and you can have a good. You'll the, definitely get a, it as soon Cry. as the movie was going. Like as soon as the movie kind of kicked off on the on the station, all I was thinking of was Life the entire time. Yeah, no. <laughs> not not existentially, just literally the movie Life. <laughs> but but I mean. Uh, like crew removed and their stupid decisions removed i liked i thought it was a very interesting premise like fundamentally the you know the the story about breaking dimensions by or colliding the particles that i mean that's that's an interesting premise i thought it was cool i just think what ended up happening to your point dave is you got maybe 30 minutes into it and just realized that they didn't know how to expand on that premise yeah they kind of just went okay there's a new dimension now uh let's just throw a bunch of weird shit at the at the uh people in this movie and and that will be interesting and that's it's it wasn't interesting right it was just the stuff didn't connect very well and the the sci-fi elements were just really 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 goofy but yeah i don't that, that was for me i mean i think done in a different uh done with some different writers this could have been a really really good movie it felt like they 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 got to a point where they were like, oh, crap, we need to extend this movie. We have too many crew members remaining, so we need to start killing them off. And it just felt like there was yeah. like a good 30 to 40 minutes of the film where it was just like, hey, we got a problem. Okay, we got to kill one guy off. Hey, we got another problem. We got to kill one guy off. Hey, we got another problem. We got to kill one. And I felt like that was repeating for a while. That's why I think I, I think when I first talked to I think Matt, I was talking to you about it. I felt like this movie felt like it was like a three-hour movie just because I it, – it, it like kind of disconnected between the two and it just kept, it just kept, kept going with the, with the same thing. Yeah. Can I, can I share a story on that? Please. So I fell asleep when they, when that movie, the movie made that decision, I, I fell asleep. There were a few, there was a, a certain number of characters. And then uh-huh. when I woke up, there were a fewer number of characters <laughs> and I didn't feel as though I missed anything. It was literally just like, Oh, well yeah, they, it was exactly as Dave described. They clearly felt like there were too many characters. So they'll move on to the, to a smaller set of characters. Yeah. But by the by the point that that happened, it was probably only like 15 minutes. But I mean, to the point where that happened, you kind of were fed where it was going and then you kind of just ended up. So I, yep. I didn't feel the need to like go back and they, figure out where, where they that. just it felt like they kept recycling the, the same little plot line, the little sub subplots in the film. And yeah, and it was too much, I thought. And, you know, I thought, like I said, I think we all agree that it was an interesting concept that we, we you could have had. And it, it was an interesting way how they tied everything together. But. Just the center, the middle of the movie just was not, it, it wasn't, it didn't draw me in. I just kept looking at the time, like, how much more do I have left of this film? And I'm like, holy crap, I got another 45 minutes? Like, what What else can they do? And, yeah, yeah so. And, and and they really focused on the, the main Hamilton's character. And yeah. Completely just did nothing with the other characters. And Hamilton's character, they kept using the same, same, same incident to kind of weigh in on the audience that, She's a very deep character, and there's important things going on in her life. And then, everything to try to like dra- drive in the fact that you know you should care about her. And then the rest, you don't get anything about the other characters. So for one, you only have one thing that makes you care about the other, the Hamilton, the main character, and the rest of them you don't care about. You you have no motivation to care about them. So I think from a character develop a character development standpoint, it's pretty weak overall, um, even for the main character. So did you even care about Hamilton? No. I, and that's I mean, I it was like they 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 used the one thing and then just kept going on with it and I was like yeah well, I mean I I you, I'll jump in here because I kind of cared towards the end 
more so than the beginning. Like I wanted to see what was going to happen. I thought that they lacked a storyline with her husband on earth. Um, they could have done a little bit more with that. They didn't do any, I feel like they just left him. And I don't know if that's the next movie. Well, do you, do you think her, do you think him even existing was just part of the reshoots or the kind of the, the, ta- oh, the tailoring to make it a clover? Pro- probably. One, yeah. 100%. You know, it's okay. funny. They, they, they probably killed, killed the whole family off in the original it, movie. And then they're like, okay, we need some sort of like piece to tie it back. Well, well, I don't even. If I, I think the film with the scene. Oh, go ahead, Peter. Sorry. I was just gonna say, if I had to guess, everything with him beyond the very first scene of the movie was in the reshoots. Like he was not in the rest of the movie, and even potentially the first scene. But I was, I, yeah, I, I mean that basically every scene on earth made no sense. And the only reason they had it in there was to tie it back to Cloverfield. And actually I think that made it much worse and killed the entire, what they made as the kind of reveal at the end of the movie. There was no point in you having the reveal because we already knew that the fricking monster was on earth. So I, I don't get that, that entire inclusion. I thought it was complete garbage. 100% agree. That's it. I, I, I could probably ramble on for an hour about that, but I, I completely agree and I'll just stop there. I, so quick so quick question. Maybe I'm missing this. How like how does the monster when, show up? When oh do you mean how did we know the monster was there or how does the monster show up? Like, at all? How, how does it ha- like how do, yeah, I mean I know we I, I know how it ha- how we know it's there, Matt, but I don't know how like is it is it back to the is it something that's inherently in the Back to reality, oop there goes rabbit. What? Oh, I thought you were starting an M. Mom's no, spaghetti. I'm just trying to ask for a fucking question here, but I, I didn't need the sarcasm. No, like so. So the only <laughs> I'm just trying only, to figure out the like, only way we yeah, go ahead. So the only way we know about this is that in that very beginning scene where the guy was watching the CNN newscast or whatever, and they get that quote unquote scientist to, to say like, "Oh, they shouldn't be doing this because it's going to create, it's going to smash, and it's going to be black holes." And, and, and he, yeah. at the very end, he he notes demons and monsters and stuff like that okay and i was like I, I, okay I missed now that, part that explains it because i i mean I, I got the black hole part and the and the, the dimensions but i just didn't understand how this fucking creature showed showed up um but yeah it, it it's rotten tomatoes has it like fan fan ratings is 50 percent, which is pretty fair I, th- I thought this was an okay like it was okay there's good parts there's bad parts but overall i thought it lacked a, a just something that really pushed it over that really got me to be like, okay, this is a good movie. Cause I didn't fall asleep like Matt did, but you know, it, it's one of those things that I didn't, I didn't really, I liked the first Cloverfield Cloverfield lane. I thought was good, but this definitely was not something that, yeah. What did y'all think about that? How it all merged together? I mean, I, that was the one thing that kind of, kind of pissed me off a little bit on, on that little part where, they, you know, their Cloverfield station popped into the new, we're going to call it the B universe, but theirs crashed apparently in the B universe because they picked it up the CNN or the BBC feed, but yet certain parts of the B universe station ended up in the A universe station when it popped back into presence. Did that make any sense to y'all? I mean, that, that explains how, uh, what's her face, the golden, the golden girl from uh, Guardians, yeah, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy 2 popped in there. Uh, the only other thing I did notice that popped in there was the picture in one of the rooms. They they focused on the a crew of the crew, yeah. and yeah. it was a different and it was she a different was picture. She yeah. was in there instead. Of the well, they crew, they were yeah. missing they were missing crew members, and she was in it. So, yeah. I I think they just tried to play off of the whole premise of 
it's an alternate universe and weird shit happens. So just accept that weird shit happens. And, and I'm okay to, to allow that. The, but the problem is that, and this is just a specific example where it's completely nonsensical is when, uh, um, Chris O'Dowd's character, when he dies in the movie, like randomly he gets attacked by magnetic that goo was, that just, yeah. that wants to kill him at like a very critical moment in his storyline, which it's like, you've turned this from, weird shit is happening to now the weird shit is out to get them as if it's some sort of a, a suspense thriller. I mean, it made more sense when they were killed just by fact of like just odd things. Right. That like, his, that, <laughs> I, that scene, I agree with you because it was like, it was almost alive almost. If it would have yeah. just, I thought it was just going to keep pulling, pulling, pulling and then get pulled through his head or something like that. And I would have been yeah, like, like a knife okay, or something. I, yeah. 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 I, I would have believed it, that. It, even it the, actually like went to go find him. That was the problem I had. Even the hand thing was weird, right? The fact that it would move around. But <laughs> that was the, like the arm. <laughs> that was, but it was but like a portal. Was, though, right? At least that was awesome and entertaining. And then had a few yeah. a few payoffs um, shortly thereafter with kind of the hand writing things and him joking. Make, made, Chris O'Dowd actually got to make a few jokes, which he's of course that's his, that's his game. Uh, that's that's his whole point. Um, yeah. So that was nice. But yeah, as you mentioned, everything after that made. Just it was just there for the sake of hey we can do weird things, and same same thing with her they they clearly were just cheating to help the plot kind of move forward, her her being able to survive in their in their space station while the rest of the space the, the her actual station crashed, and then also the fact that like pictures and then certain emails and video files actual actual digital files were present from hers, um, right I, I, she I'm she gonna, pulled up I'm that. going. I'm going to allow that one just because I'll say that maybe she had a personal storage device on her because they were using everything out of their arm. They had an arm panel. Her iPod. They had like an arm panel. Yeah. So I'm just going to be yeah. like, all oh, right. Did that, they have an, they they have had, an arm panel? I didn't yeah, they were, yeah. They were the typing on She was like controlling like, the ship yeah. with it. Oh, I, yeah. so I guess I missed that. that I believe like, that one. You can't have like a, you can't merge a database without corruption. There'd be file corruption for sure. Yeah. So. Sean, another, another server comment. Yeah, I know. I'm sitting here. You can see my video. <laughs> I was doing that before, like as soon as he said that. I, I saw it. Uh, I saw it. No, right, but guys, uh, so real fast, the guy, Monk, the doctor. So I just find it hilarious that he was, um, he's been in like a ton of these monsters. Is that, he was in he was in Kong Skull Island. He was in Requiem. It's like this is another one of those guys that just happens to show up in all these sci-fi action monster movies. Um, and I also thought he added nothing to the movie. Um, he was one of the characters I didn't like. Just wanted to throw that in there. Sorry. All right. So I think we've we've beat up the movie a bit. So I guess the question for me is, what do we think with respect to where this is going? Right. So we know that there's this fourth movie coming out in October this year, uh, which I believe we've talked about before is it's at least codenamed Overlord. But who knows? It's probably a Cloverfield Overlord or something ridiculous. But um, I mean, do we think this is going to be a good movie? Do we think, to your point earlier, Matt, are the tie-ins going to be so heavy that maybe it it damages? What's kind of the thought around the the next one we're going to get in this installment? I, I don't know the full background of the premise. I think it's World War II based, but I'm more hopeful for it. Just you know, kind of ignoring this movie. Uh, you know, since they're all it's an anthology movie series it's easy to just kind of completely ignore something like cloverfield paradox in terms of like direction of the franchise and i'm hoping that they've had enough time or the kind of they noticed the weakness of cloverfield paradox early enough 
uh, to the production of Overlord to not get too heavy-handed with the tie-ins, and we should be in good shape. So, so we'll see. This movie, I'm I'm with Dave. This movie's, you know, fine. And since it's on Netflix, there's there's, you know, you don't have to be too worried about kind of getting a couple hours of enjoyment out of it, um, and maybe a quick nap, quick nap snuck in. Um, but I'm still hopeful for the kind of the over overlord and the 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 rest of the series. So so yeah. What, what about you, Sean? I mean, I think I can agree with you on that. I mean, I, it, this movie wasn't great, and I think it's because they forced the tie-in there. With the Cloverfield theme, it probably was going to be a decent movie on its own, but uh, or it could have just been a terrible movie, which is why nobody wanted to release it. But uh, <laughs> the universe itself, I still have um, high expectations for because the original Cloverfield movie is still a great, a great movie. Um, you know, brought some new ideas to the the to the filmmaking standpoint from a filmmaking standpoint, and then Ten Cloverfield Lane I thought was great. It's a very much like a you know sort of a one man show, except it was more than one person um and then i've heard jj abrams has he has a lot of you know excitement behind cloverfield um overlord so i think they did enough to make a movie that's just it is what it is content for people to watch that ties these two together i think they made the right move too by putting it out on netflix The, the hype that was built up on it they still have a lot of people that watch this film so that that just creates an audience for their next movie if if anything right so yeah. I'm excited to see what's to come. Hopefully, it's it's a better movie. I think that uh, it will be based on what I've just what I've read. It seems like it's more of a, a an actual like conceptual story versus a pieced together story that just ends up feeling forced, which is like kind of what I felt like at certain times of this movie. Um, again, shout out to Chris O'Dowd because I was excited to see him in this movie. Uh, as as one of the the things I did get excited about when I saw the trailer, but yeah, looking forward to seeing the next one. But uh, definitely felt let down by this this chapter to say anything. But uh, what about you, Peter? What were your overall thoughts? Yeah, I mean, with respect to the to the fourth one, I, the only thing I'm really worried about that's maybe different from what you guys talked about, or or maybe even in line is if they try to be really really heavy handed about it and call back to it. It, that's really, I think, going to kill it. Um, personally, if if there's just a really light tie-in, to me, the, the Cloverfield Lane or 10 Cloverfield Lane tie-in was perfect, where in general, because you knew it was Cloverfield, you had an idea that maybe something going on outside was, it could be tied to it, but you never got to see it. And then throughout the movie, they, they had you, you know, jumping back and forth, you know, is it, is it not? And then at the very, you know, spoiler, but at the very last minute, they, they show, hey, we're in this exact same universe and there's something going on and there's some aliens from Cloverfield. So I thought that was a great tie-in because it was kind of the ending twist. This movie, I think, by continually beating you over the head throughout it really did not help. So that was kind of a uh, letdown. So if the, if the fourth one does something more in terms of, you know, again, it slightly hints to it, but it lets the story live on its own so that you don't even need to feel like you have to watch the other movies. I think that's going to be a success. So if it can do that, and to your point, Sean, if it's a more self-contained story, I I think I'm really looking forward to it. And just for this movie, the only thing I'll say that we didn't really talk about that I did enjoy was the production quality and the kind of the visuals were actually pretty good. I thought the you know, the, the space station sets and the, the, the visuals of it, you know, floating in space and, and, and all that sort of special effects were, were pretty good. Um, and just to give us another, 
uh, space heavy movie in in 28 or 2017 or i guess 2018 um it was fun right i mean you don't get a lot of those nowadays you get you know a lot of things set on earth so it's fun to do something that's a little different so i enjoyed that uh but otherwise to you guys point because it's on netflix it's a great thing to recommend if you have some time to go uh i like matt i, I think we should develop something instead of netflix and chill it should be netflix and nap i think that's yeah. uh that's what that's what I would call this one. It's a Netflix and nap. You can watch some of it, go take a nap, pick it back up later, and you will not be any any worse the wear. So, and, and this um, might make me feel old, but that that actually is almost as good as Netflix and Chill. Uh, old man. I thought this was great. Like, I, you know how we talk about airplane movies all the time? This was definitely I, – I thought it was perfect for what I was – you know, airplane flight. I, I think you're right. Filler. <laughs> airplane filler. Yeah. It's a good, good yeah. category as well. Just right up there with Netflix I was gonna and, say, and I, nap. If I didn't throw this in as a late night watching with my wife, I would have definitely brought this on a plane. And I agree with you. I think it would have been a perfect a perfect thing to sit on an airplane and watch. So, I, I would say because it's on Netflix, I say definitely go watch it. Um, you, you know, like I said earlier, there were some certain parts where it got really slow in the middle where it just kind of didn't make sense. But if you enjoyed the uh, Cloverfield anthology so far, it's you know it's part of it. You obviously got a new one coming out, so you might as well watch it because you know it's nice. It, it, it's nice for the tie-in. So if you like Easter eggs and little things like that, it's always it's always kind of fun um, to watch. Um, but yeah, because it's like if this was in theaters, I probably wouldn't tell anybody to go out and pay money for it. Just but because it's Netflix and we all have it, basically, yeah, definitely just go take a look. Take a look if you got two hours, give it a, give it a little shot. Um, but yeah, so so with all that being said. Why don't we get off to uh, talk about our potent picks for the week? So, Sean, why don't you kick it off? I will gladly do so. Um, for this week, I think one of the things that, you know, I, I was thinking that, hey, I wanted to tie it into something similar, and I'm not sure I've ever given this as a potent pick, and if I have, uh, forgive me, but J.J. Abrams has a great movie that I think flew under the radar a lot a few years ago, Super 8, which, um, you know, is kind of nice. set in a small town and had another sort of sci-fi theme to it. Uh, but if you ever get the chance, scope it out. I highly recommend Super 8 um, for this week. It was like Stranger Things before exactly. Stranger Things. Yeah, and a, good, good choice. Yeah, so that's I'll throw that out there to check out as a uh, as, as something to watch. But um, Matt, what about you? What was your pick for the week? So as soon as the, the kind of the paradox of the parallel universe and dimensions came up, um, the first thing that came to mind was a, a little movie called Another Earth from uh, 2011 which is which is absurd now to think about it but uh writ- written by a, a, a gal named Britt marling um i think it was a fun i think it was a fun little movie it's also starring uh, tom cruise's cousin which uh i can't think of his name but i, I always thought it was interesting that it, he was tom cruise's cousin because imagine that being your life uh but good for him being being in some good movies and as well as the show lost um so i, I thought it was interesting basically this at some point and, and you know, you know, people are just living their day to day to day lives, and all of a sudden, there's a, another Earth shows up. So, I thought it was a fun kind of low low budget or kind of like low fidelity sci fi movie. Not not saying it was bad sci fi or special effects. They just took us kind of a, a premise that was very rooted in in science fiction and kind of gave it a very down to earth feel to it. Um, I thought it was pretty entertaining. So, um, yeah, another Earth. Unfortunately, I don't know if it's available to stream anywhere. Um, so hopefully you guys find it somewhere, maybe on some on demand on your cable or something um, and hope you get a chance because I think it was a, a very well worth uh, a worthwhile movie to check out. So, 
What about uh, what about you, Peter? Uh, real quick, that it's, when you said Britt Marling, it, it made me think of the OA, which is another yeah another one of the hers much more recent. But um, I, I actually yeah. was thinking about I was going to bring that up um, as well as I was pretty excited to see the East when it came out, though I never did end up seeing it. I'm not sure what to think of it. But did, you and Dave, I think, both watched the OA. How was that? Um, so I didn't finish it. I think okay. I watched the first three episodes or so. It, it's really it, it's an interesting show. I, I think it's worth checking out i think it's definitely going to be divisive though it's not going to be something everybody's going to watch because of the content but but i like her i think she's a great actress i I agree and i think her whole premise for she kind of wrote it with with the director of the film her whole premise was she's an attractive um uh uh, blonde and her whole kind of like an interview was like well i I didn't want to just be an attractive blonde so i I tried to write something to to kind of catapult myself off of so good good for her i hope it keeps now did either of you guys did any of you guys see another earth I, no, I have not. I, I, think I had so. to actually look it up whenever you brought it up, Matt. <laughs> Haven't heard of it. Okay, I, I'm gonna. I, I thought. It was, now I kind of want to. Now that I realize how long ago it was, I want to check it out again. But I enjoyed it at the time, so definitely, definitely check it out if you get a chance. Uh, for mine, I'm gonna call back to our last episode, which uh, everybody can go listen to, which was our weekly potables, and we were all giving Matt Damon a really hard time. And the first thing I could think of when we were talking was. Uh, some of his other better movies <clears throat> and some of the movies we were talking about that he was in that were terrible this last year were downsizing in Suburbicon. And it made me think of the movie, the informant. I don't know if you guys ever saw this with Matt Damon. I, I still, I need to, I need to watch it again. Cause I I've watched the opening a couple times and am convinced I've seen the movie, but I don't know. So I'll watch it again just to cover my bases. Yeah. I'm on the same page as Matt. I, I remember the title. I just, I can't actually recall if I've ever seen it, but it, it opens up with some like is John Malkovich in it or J.K. Simmons or something. Um, I don't ah, what, remember. Whatever. To be I'll honest. just watch. Oh it no, I have seen that. Them. I have seen it. I just I don't remember anything about it. To be fair, though. <laughs> so the, the reason I thought of it is the reason I thought of it is <clears throat> you know Suburbicon is there's a bit of a caper throughout. And I won't spoil Suburbicon, even though it's a terrible movie. But uh, the informant is all about this guy who is essentially. He's an idiot and he's committing fraud throughout the movie, which is not a spoiler if you watch the trailers. Um, and it's just fun to kind of watch his hijinks. And it's it's got a very lighthearted take to what's going on, even though at some times, at some points, he's doing some pretty terrible things. And so it, it calls back to both Suburbicon and downsizing in that it actually uses humor in the right way and takes a premise and and really kind of digs into the jokes, which downsizing just never did, which was a disappointment. And it takes that kind of um, somebody doing bad things and, you know, watching their, their hijinks. It, it, it really does that well, I think for him. And again, Suburbicon does not do that well. I think it does a terrible job. So it, to me, it's just kind of an amalgamation of how he has done movies like this before and done them well. And don't see anything he was in in 2017, I think is my final takeaway. But if you can find the informant, uh, definitely worth watching. I think it, you can, you know, get it on iTunes and uh, on Amazon. I'm not sure that it's actually legitimately streaming anywhere, but if you can find it, I think it's worth a watch. All right. So with that, Dave, why don't you give us your potent pick? So, yeah. So uh, for my potent pick this week, um, you know, Chris O'Dowd, always a great, always a great guy to enjoy in a movie. He's got his his British or Scottish humor, I guess, or Irish. What is he? I think we were discussing this. I don't remember what he was. We, we didn't jump into it in the thing, but um, it was. I figured Sean was going to capitalize on it. He was supposed to be Irish in the movie, but he was clearly silly, just, yeah. still just British. So, <laughs> so he brings that He's humor to Irish him. in real life. 
Is Matt he, just got to talk yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, he, he is Irish. Well, he, well, he was Irish, at least born Irish, in Ireland. His accent. He may have. Dick. He may have grown. Yeah, he may have grown <laughs> up in the UK. I don't know. Well, anyway, so another another good film that he's in that is probably a, a really good one that everybody ought to go to watch is uh, This Is Forty. Especially now that we're all kind of getting on our getting older and older, we're starting to get to those kind of. Four, we're not forty yet, boys, but we're getting close. But a, a good little film that you know follows in the. Oh, Sean, don't act like you don't feel like you're getting old. We're all getting <laughs> old. But our legs, are, our body parts are falling off. Well, or just breaking. In in most of my cases, I've had more surgery since thirty than I've ever had in my entire life. But uh, our birds' heads are falling off. <laughs> but this, you know, this is forty. Is the I'm gonna call it the follow up to Knocked Up. Maybe I mean it's yeah, the same. It's, of a sequel. it's the no, same it, group it, of people. It's, yeah, it's but a, it's not it's really a like a true sequel. sequel yeah, it's not like a true yeah. sequel. So um, it's like get him to the Greek to this to forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah, one of same those. Same thing. Same yeah. same universe. But yeah, so you've got Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann just you know continuing their little storyline, and uh, it, it's it's pretty damn good. And I think I think uh, does anybody pop? no they don't do they pop up in it at all? Do, do they do any cameos in this one? But you do have the one phenomenal addition of Megan Fox in this film. So if that is one thing you need to go see, that is one addition, and she uh, she is a I think she comes off as a prostitute in that one, but she's not really a prostitute. She only like does it on the side and. But every, you know, once or twice a week, well, maybe like three or four times a year. Well, never mind. You you've seen the movie more than I can to re- to recognize. <laughs> I that just remember reference. that scene because it's just it's awesome. So, all right, but uh, yeah, I think that'll do it for me. All right, everybody, thanks for joining us. That's the review for the Cloverfield Paradox. We will be with you next week to talk about what we've been watching as well as another film, and Black I Panther. believe this is going to be Black Finally. Panther. Yeah, which. Uh, Super excited about this one. I don't know about you guys, but I've heard good things. I don't want to overhype it, but Marvel usually does a great job. So definitely looking forward to it. As always, you guys can catch us on all the social medias. Just look for Potent Pictures. You can email us at potentpicturespodcast at gmail.com. Check out our website at potentpictures.wordpress.com. Feel free to send us any questions, comments, anything about the podcast, and check us out. And uh, beyond that, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks, everybody.